This is Radio Now 95.3 FM and you're tuned in to Health Now this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, the 30th of March 2021. My name is David and today on Health Now we're talking about a cardiac condition known as heart attack. And joining us in this conversation this afternoon is Dr. Veti Agala. She is a public health physician and the president of Medical Women's Association of Nigeria. Good afternoon, Doctor. Good afternoon, David. All right, so we're going to go straight to it. First off, the overview of heart attack. What do we need to know fundamentally? All right, so heart attack is um, is a heart condition. It's mostly a symptom of um, what we call a coronary artery disease. Coronary arteries are arteries that supply the heart. So um, when there is a condition, a heart condition in which blood flow to the heart is slowed down or stopped by a blood clot, uh, you can have certain symptoms uh, occur that make the heart not to function optimally. So uh, blocked coronary arteries can be as a result of buildup of fat in the coronary arteries and so fat continue to build up, narrow the blood vessel and so ultimately reduce and block blood flow to the heart and then you have that coronary artery disease presenting as a heart attack. So heart attack is a symptom. It is when blood flow to the heart is blocked. That mm-hmm. is what um, heart attack is and it's quite common. It's quite common amongst us. It's quite common uh, in our climb, uh, especially because we have a lot of uh, people with hypertension, diabetes, and other conditions, as we will see as we go on, that predispose to uh, coronary artery disease and to heart attack. Doctor, I reckon there is an interplay between both uh, heart attack and cardiac arrest. I've heard a few people use them interchangeably. Is there a clear distinction between both of them? Yeah, so people would usually use the two interchangeably, but they are not the same. They are synonymous though, but they are not the same. Um, A heart attack is when blood flow to the heart is blocked, but a cardiac arrest or a sudden cardiac arrest is when the heart malfunctions Mm. and suddenly stops beating, just unexpectedly. Remember that as we are talking, as we are going about our business, the heart is beating. Mm. You don't even need to know, right? The heart is beating. But when there is a sudden stop of the heartbeat, whether for moments or for longer, unexpectedly, just like that, it is a cardiac arrest. So they are not the same thing. Mm. And a cardiac arrest is much worse mm. than a heart attack. Mm. You know, it's it's much worse. And in a cardiac arrest, the, the, the victim or the patient's heartbeat stops. Mm. It just stops like that unexpectedly, mm. you know, and that could have been preceded by what we call arrhythmias or any other thing, abnormal rates, whatever. But that's the difference. So the heart just stops beating mm. while in the other one, the blood flow to the heart is cut off or is blocked. Mm. Now, uh, let's go to some of the risk factors or the factors responsible for one having a heart attack. All right, so the risk factors, um, let me start with, there are modifiable risk factors, Mm. and then there are risk factors that you cannot modify. Mm. 
So we'll start with the the ones that you cannot modify. There are things that just happen because of who you are and at what point of your life you're in. So uh, what you can modify is age. That's number one thing. So as we get older, there is more risk of having a heart attack. So for men, it's as early as any time from 45 years and above. For women, it's as uh, early as, say, 55 and above. Mm. So you see that any time from 45, depending on whether you're a male or female, um, you're more at risk than someone who is younger. And from what I've said, you can see that uh, gender also has a role to play. Hmm. So you find well, out that it's commoner in men, early, uh, you know, much earlier hmm. than in women. And that may be connected to the estrogen uh, that women have, which is largely protective uh, hmm. for them. Hmm. You know, it protects the heart. Then, um, will I say race or ethnicity? Um, so blacks are more at risk than whites so to speak mm. so even among the white population you will have the black americans hispanics probably more at risk than the actual whites and then family history you can't change your family you can't change where you're from you can't change your gender so family history there's someone in your family a father sibling whatever who has had um a, a, an episode of heart attack or coronary artery disease hmm. then one is more likely hmm. uh, is more at risk than someone who doesn't have same family history hmm. now we also have some modifiable risk yes, factors yes. remember these are the ones you can't you can't reduce your age hmm. you can't you know change your gender and all that so the the modifiable risk factors which are those things that we can actually do something about and that's when we will talk about prevention we will mention uh, some of the changes we need to make so mm. other risk factors are hypertension um, high cholesterol level or triglyceride levels um, so obesity weights of you know more than uh, uh, let's say BMI of more than 30 mm. 35 um, alcohol consumption uh, smoking stress you know uh, lack of sleep i think i've mentioned diabetes you know so th those are the other risk factors mm. and these are largely modifiable because you can do something about your blood pressure you can do something about your weight you know you can do something about taking alcohol or smoking and all that so those are those are the risk factors mm. of um Hard of uh, this um, heart attack. Right. So, how about the anatomical causes? The causes are all of these things. So, if you have, so the risk that hypertension poses is what we call atherosclerosis. So, the the artery, the walls of the arteries are, are thickened, and so uh, you have high cholesterol. That cholesterol, you know, uh, it, it kind of forms what we call plaque on the blood vessel mm. and then you know that can lead to the blockage of of the the vessel mm. so anatomically basically it is a coronary artery disease that will cause a heart attack uh -huh. nothing more okay all right so yes. um when so it... anything that can lead to a coronary heart disease will 
ultimately because heart attack is like a symptom uh-huh. you know it's like a presentation mm. of coronary artery disease okay now when a person gets this grand symptom so to speak what does it look like or what does it feel like what are the things that um, people can visibly or otherwise see in this person that would make them uh, panic or you know start to raise the alarm that this person might be suffering from what could likely or plausibly be a heart attack so um, basic symptoms of heart attack is like a tightness in the chest so most people feel a pain in the chest tightness and that pain is not just in the chest you can also feel at the the neck or the back of the neck uh the jaws and then the arms so pain it is like a a a life threatening pain i don't know whether you know what i mean like you know like your chest is tight like you're losing your breath you know right. and uh, so that's the one of the commonest symptoms and you also have like a light headedness hmm. um sometimes you feel your heart beats and it doesn't feel normal uh, so shortness of breath is another thing someone can feel sometimes some people feel something is like a a, a a prelude to a heart attack and then they have this cold sweats you know nauseous feeling uh, dizziness, you know. So those are the major ways that um, that it feels like. So you you feel tired or kind of weak, lightheaded, as though you can't carry yourself. Hmm. There is pain, hmm. excruciating pain and tightness in the chest, hmm. and that pain sometimes radiates to the uh, to both arms to the jaws sometimes you know and the neck mm. so that's the kind of pain so it's not just a headache uh, it's something that around your neck your arms and body starts from the chest mm. so those are the the symptoms of of uh, heart attack heart attack and you know so so there are other things that actually feel like that like for those who have um, ulcer uh, sometimes they complain of that kind of pain too in the chest, but also pain will not radiate to the back, uh, to the the shoulders. For instance, the tip of the shoulders, mm. it may radiate to the back straight out, but not neck and not um, uh, the the arms. Okay, so that's a way to also differentiate between uh, also pain. Also pain comes for some people is just a hard bone. Uh, it's not as much as. Uh, that's excruciating pain and there may be some other abdominal pain nausea and all of that so that's basically how it feels that that's how a heart attack would usually present all right um let's uh, quickly go to how it's being treated and how it's being managed clinically and otherwise all right so to manage um to manage a heart attack first of all management is you take a history because you want to ensure that you make the right diagnosis so you take a history and from your history you are able to know that okay this is actually um, a heart attack and then when that happens there are things to do um, almost immediately it's important to act uh, very quickly to save life um, and so, of course, you know that from what we said is the cause is like a clotting mm. of blood mm. that is uh, blocking 
the passageway of blood towards the heart. So uh, the blood supply to the heart, if it is cut, it means that the heart begins to die because what keeps the cells and everything working is that there's supply of oxygen, of nutrients to the heart or mm. to any uh, cell for that matter. So what to do first is actually to take something to thin the blood. Remember, it's a cloth, mm. right? So you need a medication that can thin the blood. So um, blood thinning uh, medications like uh, as small as aspirin are things that uh, one can take in the immediate, but ultimately that person should be taken to the hospital. In fact, if it was where we have... Um, where we have 911, so to speak, and emergency medical services that actually uh, work, that person should immediately be taken to the hospital. Mm. But the interim and aspirin would do well. And we have over-the-counter aspirin uh, at 75 milligram, 150 milligram. But most, uh, most uh, times we want you to immediately take this person to the health facility. Of course, we also talk about uh, reducing pain. So uh, different kinds of pain relief can be used. Uh, when you get to the health facility, of course, better uh, care will be given, uh, uh, better antiplatelet agents, other blood thinning medications and all that mm. uh, can be given. Hypertension can be taken care of. Diabetes can be taken care of, you know. So th that's, that's in a nutshell the management. But I think the focus of this discourse should be on prevention mm. uh, because we, we, we don't want our people uh, having heart attacks and there is something we can do to modify the modifiable factors. And those are things that around our lifestyle. So I, I, I would like for us to focus more on that because that is the crux of the matter and that's what will help teaming uh, Nigerians um, out there. All right, let's uh, go to the prevention. Let's talk about the prevention. How do we, I mean, drawing from what you said earlier uh, regarding all the risk factors and all of that, how then do we carefully and thoughtfully, you know, do what we need to do to prevent getting a heart attack? Exactly. So uh, I'll take us back to the risk factors. Uh, definitely the ones that we cannot modify, there's nothing we can do about them. But the ones we can, then we, we need to do something about it. And the first thing is to make sure we control blood pressure. So to control blood pressure, it means that people need to know their blood pressure status. So a good health scheme behavior of knowing whether you are hypertensive or not and getting treatment is important. Many of us do check our blood pressure. And so you find someone slumps from something, heart attack, stroke, whatever, and then they check the blood pressure is 200 and something over 100 and something. And that's bad. And that's one of the major problems. So heart attack is just one of the things. There are other problems the hypertension causes. So knowing your blood pressure and if hypertensive, controlling the blood pressure is one of the sure ways of reducing our risk uh, of coronary artery disease and of course preventing a heart attack. Mm. The next thing would be to um, control our uh, diabetes for those that have diabetes to manage and control that. So diabetes, of course, is something you also need to check. 
So the, the uh, hypertension, diabetes, they also come with the same risk as age, sex, uh, ethnicity, family history, and all of that. So people need to find out uh, their blood sugar. That takes us back to health seeking behavior. So routinely, maybe six monthly, annually, if you're at most um, 40 and above, you need to have regular sh checks. Even if nowadays we have younger people, 30, uh, 35, who are presenting with all of these symptoms, you know, but 40 and above, you must ensure that you're having an annual check at least. And if you're diabetic or you have diabetes, then you manage that appropriately, uh, whether um, dietary or, or, or pharma pharmacologically, whatever way that your healthcare provider and you um, decide is the best way to manage. Another thing you want to do is to keep a healthy weight. So to keep a healthy weight, it means you have to eat right, right? You have to eat right. And we always will recommend more fruits more vegetable. You cut down on fat because too much of triglycerides, too much of cholesterol is not um, too good uh, for the heart. So cholesterol is great, but too much of it. So you want to con cut down on those and control them. And the way to do it is to eat more fruits, more vegetables, uh, cut down on red meat, eat more of lean meat, white meat, uh, cut down on skin because there's a lot of fat on, uh, on skin of of uh, meat and mm. all of that. Eggs are great, so you can do that. Um, so to maintain a healthy weight also, apart from diet that we have just discussed, the next thing will also be regular exercise. So that will also keep your weight in check if you're exercising uh, regularly. And uh, um, minimum is 30, 30 minutes per day uh, of a, a, a walk. I mean, sometimes we, we go into the car from the home to the car, in the car to the office and then elevator and all that. And then we sit down throughout, you know, so the, there's no much activity and we are eating, you know, so we are taking in much more than we are burning out. Mm. So we need to check our weight, uh, ensure that we, we do the minimum of exercise as needed. And of course, um, ensure that there is a balance. So your weight, your height, uh, you check and make sure that your BMI is within normal ranges. Mm. Another thing is to cut down on alcohol. Of course, uh, they say little wine for the stomach state, but you need to cut down on alcohol. Bring it down. Uh, there, there, there are levels for men, women, but everybody knows to just keep it down um, to the barest minimum of alcohol because that can also increase the risk. Uh, for smoking is a total no-no. And when we talk smoking, it's not just uh, uh, the active smoker. Even the second-hand smokers are also at, at risk. Mm. So uh, it's not just enough to, to say you are not smoking, but you're around people that smoke or you're in an environment where a lot of smoking is going on and you're inhaling. Um, the secondhand smoke. Mm. Uh, managing stress also because stress, hypertension, all of these things are related. So you want to have a balanced life, work-life balance, get some rest, get adequate sleep, you know, enough sleep, take a lot of water. Uh, we're told that uh, at least having five glasses of water a day 
uh, at least, you know, can help better than anything less. So, but three liters of water, great, as much as possible to help uh, clear the system, bring out whatever toxins. So, if we do these few things, I believe that uh, we will ultimately reduce our risk of having um, a heart attack. All right. Uh, quickly, before we go, in a very, in very, very few words, are there complications? I mean, um, does a heart get permanently damaged uh, in critical cases of heart attack, and will the individual recover from the heart attack? All right. So, um, complications of heart attack or long-term effects of heart attack, uh, mostly they are related to one for how long this stage. You know, so it depends on how long was the uh, the vessel blocked for. So how did it affect the heart? So it's often related to the damage that happens during that heart attack. Mm. That's what will lead to complications. And these complications, they include abnormal heart uh, beats, so to speak, or heart reading. You can have that. You can have uh, a heart failure. So the heart fails to, to function. Uh, to pump blood the way it's supposed to. The heart can also rupture. In trying to pump blood against that resistance, it can rupture. And then there could be problems with the valves. Remember the heart is, uh, there are four chambers and then there are valves that make blood go into one, come out from one, you know, mm. because uh, blood will be pumped out into the lungs, uh, from the lungs back, you know, to get oxygenation and all of that. So, it can happen that the valves against those pressure, they become damaged and that can cause another set of problems on its own and could be also shock that is related to um, the the heart. So that, that could be called cardiogenic uh, shock. So the ability to pump blood to the rest of the body is so important and that is one of the things that could happen if um, a heart attack occurs and within the shortest possible time you're not able to thin the blood and to get the back the heart back on cause there may also be a higher risk of another heart attack mm. or there could be a risk of stroke so mm. for stroke is like uh, bl blood is also not getting to the brain all right the, mm. the the vessels to the brain so there could be other things like uh, a kidney problem you could have uh, a kidney failure there could be um, something we call peripheral artery diseases. So, it so anything happening in the heart could as well be happening in other major organs of the body. Hmm. Um, so those are some of the complications that um, can occur if it is left if a heart attack is left untreated. And of course, we know that the rate of um, or the risk of death, of course definitely increases mm. uh, as, as um, we go on. So mm. those are some of the complications. All right. Thank you very much, Doctor. We've been speaking with Dr. Vetti Agala on the topic, the health topic, heart attack. And she's told us quite a lot of it, quite a lot about it, rather, uh, including the 
definition of it, what it really does mean at base level. Talked about the causes, the symptoms, the risk factors, both the modifiable and otherwise risk factors. Uh, the diagnosis, treatment, complications, the preventions. Very important, that one. Uh, she's talked about a lot of things. We are going to do this again next week. Thank you for joining us. And uh, very many thanks, Dr. Vetia Gala. She's a public health physician and the president of the Medical Women's Association of Nigeria. Thank you, Thank Doctor, you David. For joining us. Thank you for having me. You're still listening to Radio Now, 95.3 FM, Lagos. I am David Chiedu. Stay very close to your radio.